0: Welcome to the Boss in Heels podcast with your host, Lara Nasesian, the podcast that shares the mindset, habits, tools, and tactics of inspiring women. Hi everyone, this is Lara Nasesian and welcome to another episode of the Boss in Heels podcast. I'm so thrilled to be here with each of you today. It is a rainy Monday morning as I am recording this episode, and I had such an incredible day yesterday, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later, but basically I had this idea come to me to record this episode for the podcast on 10 ways to positively improve the quality of your life. I truly feel like I have cracked the code for finding that balance between loving the achievements and the success in my life, but also feeling really fulfilled and really appreciating and finding the joy in my life. And so I felt really called to do this episode today as a way of really giving you some ideas about how you can really apply these very simple strategies and ideas, which looking at my list, like none of them really cost any money to do them. But if you apply them, it can really shift your perspective and shift the experience of your life. And at the end of the day, we all get this one human experience that we get to live. And I don't know about you, but I want to squeeze every ounce of it. And I want to really savor and enjoy the process. And even when I'm going through difficult things or experiences in my life, knowing that it's all there to really teach me something and that it's all part of my growth in this lifetime. And I plan on growing and evolving until the day I die. I don't believe that the learning is ever going to stop, the growing, the evolving is ever going to stop for me. And so I really felt this calling to record this episode. And so here we are. I'm recording this episode. Just a little note before we do get stuck into it. If you do enjoy this episode and if you enjoy the show, then please take a moment to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this show, it truly ensures that we are reaching the right audiences, that we're growing the show, and that the impact and value really lands with the right people whose lives are going to improve as a result of some of the strategies, tools, tactics that we share on this show. So without further ado, let's get straight into this episode. So the first strategy or the first way, and by the way, these are in no particular order whatsoever. They're just in the order that they were downloaded to me yesterday. <laughs> um, but the first way that I wanted to share to positively improve the quality of your life is to create and instill a solid and positive morning routine. Because, hear me out, some people feel like they hear the word routine and they feel like it's restrictive. They feel like it's a form of self-punishment. They feel like it's just not really allowing them to be flowy and flexible in their life. And I could not disagree with that sentiment more. Everyone's entitled to their own view and opinion about these things, but I have studied routines for years. I have studied the habits and mindset of world-class performers for years. I have interviewed many, many CEOs, founders, world-class performers on this show and outside of this show to really tease out what their mindset habits and routines are and here is what i've learned is that most world class performers rise early and they actually do something every single day for themselves before they clock on to whether it's working for somebody else or clock into their emails or you know show up in their lives in some other way and so routines i don't feel Comes from a place of self punishment or restriction. Uh, Jocko Willink actually said that discipline equals freedom because when you choose the things that you want to be disciplined about and when you choose the items that you want to have a create a routine around, it actually leads to so much more freedom, time freedom, energy freedom freedom in your choices throughout the rest of your day. So you can choose whether you want to have a routine and then allow yourself to have a lot more flexibility in the rest of your day. Or you can choose to wake up and react to everybody else's requests of you, everybody else's demands of you, the emails, social media, other external forces outside of you. And the thing that I love about routines is that I don't find it, That it restricts me. I actually find it to be a form of self love. I find it to create a solid foundation which allows me to go and do all the other things that I want to do in my life. And I choose the areas in my life which are important to me that I want to be consistent about because then I get to benefit from the compound effect of repeating those same habits and behaviors day after day after day. And What has happened is that over the course of years of practicing routines, I've become more intelligent. I've become more mentally sound. I've become more grounded. I've become much more calm in my energy. I've become fitter. I've become healthier. I've become more spiritually awakened. I have been able to really hold my own. There's so many benefits that have come as a result of me repeating the same habits and behaviors over and over again. And so when I think about positively improving the quality of my life, Routines have undoubtedly had a huge impact and influence on the quality and experience of my life because I've chosen the areas of my life that are important to me and I have carved them up and curated them in the form of a routine whereby I actually gain four hours of a day, so half a day, that I get to work on my mind, body, and spirit. and If any single one of you listens, who's listening to this actually decided to spend four hours a day investing in their mind, body, and spirit, you're going to tell me that you're not going to be a different person, that you're not going to be stronger, that you're not going to be more mentally resilient, that there's not going to be some kind of benefit as a result of just the sheer hours and the compound effect of you investing in yourself in this way. I don't think so. (laughs) So there's an inevitability that the compound effect is going to either bring you closer towards the kind of person that you want to become and strengthen your character and strengthen your mind, your body, your spirit, or it's going to take you away from it. So you get to choose how you want to start and set up your day and is the way that you set up and start your day going to take you toward becoming more of the person you want to become or are you just going to be reactive and influenced by whatever the forces are that that enter your space in the morning and opening your eyes and reading your emails and reading your social media and turning on the news and just react, react, react. I personally choose the former all day, every day. And that's why I truly and wholeheartedly believe in the power of routines. And if routines is an area of your life that you really want to strengthen and you really want to work on, then you can click the link in my show notes to learn more about my signature program, Boss Routines, because so many of my students have gone through this program and it has been life-changing for them. And they have reported feeling so much more intentional about their lives, intentional about their time, and being able to really create these solid routines that actually support their vision and support the kind of person that they want to become. So that is the first thing to positively improve the quality of your life is to create a solid and consistent routine that supports your vision. The second way to positively improve the quality of your life, and this is another really big one, is to practice gratitude. Now, gratitude is such a powerful force because when you look at and understand and study energetics, you start to realize that the more you focus on something, whether that something is good or bad, positive or negative, the more that thing will expand. And so when you actually choose to focus on what you do have in your life, Then, what you do have begins to grow and evolve and expand. Whereas, when you focus on what you don't have or the seemingly negative things in your life, then those things will continue to grow and evolve and expand. And so, gratitude is a way of giving thanks and showing appreciation. At different points in your life, I actually build it into my morning routine and I have a gratitude journal, which I write in every single day, but I also practice gratitude multiple times throughout the course of the day and it could be the fact that i'm watching the sunrise over the ocean as part of my morning routine and i'm overwhelmed by gratitude so much so that i can well up and start to cry or i can just be like showing appreciation to my husband or to my friends or to my family or to my clients and i can well up with tears from sheer Love and gratitude and appreciation. And the more that I have practiced gratitude in my life and appreciating and focusing on the little things in my life that I'm grateful for, the more those things have compounded and expanded over time. And so much so that it doesn't even make logical sense when some of these great things happen to me in my life that I'm like, how? You can't even explain it, but I know that doing this work has really shifted the kinds of experiences, interactions, opportunities, and goodness that pours into my life. And so, what you focus on is what expands. If you focus on the negative relationships that you have, guess what's going to expand? If you focus on the mounting debt that you have in your life, guess what's going to expand? Whereas when you actually choose to look at what I do have as opposed to what I don't have or what is lacking, when I choose to live a life with an abundance mindset versus a lack mindset and a lack mentality, I start to compound more and more and more of the good. And then before I know it, again, with the compounding effect, there is so much goodness in my life that I'm like, how can I even explain this? I can't. It's just a result of what I've chosen to focus on every day. And so there is such a power in gratitude. And if it's not something that you practice, I promise you it is going to positively improve the quality and experience of your life, undoubtedly. The third way to positively improve the quality of your life is to romanticize your life. Imagine if you were the main character or the leading lady in your life, in your movie And you actually treated yourself like you are a high worth, high value individual who is deserving of receiving all the love, who deserves to have these beautiful experiences, who's worthy of going and treating themselves and eating at a nice restaurant and investing in themselves in lots of different ways and really not waiting for somebody else to come and do that for them, but them actually going ahead and doing it themselves. And what I found was that When I was not waiting around for someone else to do this for me and I actually became the one in my life who decided that she was going to romanticize her life, that she was going to fall in love with her life and that she was not going to wait for someone to come and save her. And don't get me wrong, I've got incredible people around me, but I no longer put that expectation on them that they needed to woo me and wine and dine me and do all these things. It was beautiful when they did, but I was like, I get to do this for myself as well. And I get to be in the most beautiful romantic (laughs) relationship with myself first, because when I treat myself like a high worth, high value individual, then inevitably by default and by Oz, the people around me Know how much I value myself, and are actually going to value me even more, because they can see that I treat myself like I am a prized possession, that I am like you know someone who is worthy and deserving of being treated really, really well. And by romanticizing my life, I started to have really high standards in the way that I would be treated, and the it really started by how I treated and how. I spoke to myself because the thing is that sometimes we may experience this ourselves or we may observe it with with friends with loved ones when you see them being in a relationship where they are not being treated very well at all and it can be infuriating sometimes to stand on the sidelines and to be like this person doesn't deserve to be treated like this and they probably don't no one does actually but it's that person's job and that's that person's responsibility to show themselves that self-love and to really strengthen their self-worth and their self-belief and hold themselves to be at a high standard because then when they know that and when they embody that then they're just not going to have space to be treated anything less than that and so i always say that the most important relationship that we have is actually the one that we have with ourselves because that sets the tone for how we're treated by everybody else in our lives and if we are feeling like we are not worth it if we feel like we're not very good we're not good enough we don't we're not valued enough then how is that setting the tone for the rest of your relationships whereas if you actually start to embody What would it be? Let me try this on if I was a high worth, high value individual and let me just try this on for size and see how this feels it really starts with you. How you treat yourself is a reflection of the kinds of relationships you have and how you are willing to be treated by other people. And so if you can find a way to fall in love with yourself and fall in love with your life and not wait around for someone to come and woo you and wine and dine you, but you actually decide that that's something that you're going to do for yourself. Take yourself out for a beautiful lunch in a a luxury hotel. Take yourself to the spa Take yourself out on a date day whereby you just fill up the whole day doing things that you love, things that fill up your cup. You know, being really kind to yourself, practicing positive self talk, self love, self respect, and actually embodying these kinds of practices is going to change the way that you experience your life and it's going to change the quality of your relationships as well. And as Tony Robbins once said, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your relationships. And I, I never really understood what that meant until I understood what it meant. And then I was like, aha, I got it. I got it. So number three is to romanticize your life. Number four is to practice self care. I love to practice self care and not in a tick box exercise way, but actually in a way of Being kind to myself, being gentle to myself, really tuning in and listening to my body and listening to my intuition. And what do I need? And what's going to be good for me today? And what, what could I do to just like make my life a little bit easier? What could I do to really decompress from that difficult week that I had? And so whether it is Carving out time to practice like beauty treatments or self care treatments or go to the spa or get your nails done or get a blow dry, which all of those things can just instantly give you like a little bit of a boost. But also, self care takes on so many different forms, it could be just carving out a couple of days. It could be going on a trip by yourself. It could be spending time outside in nature without technology. It could be taking yourself to the beach. It could be practicing really healthy, solid boundaries with people in your life. You know, there's so many different ways that we can practice self-care. And what I found in my experience was that this was not something that I needed to wait until the end of the year to do. Like I almost used to operate at such a machine level that I would just go, 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 go and be running a million miles an an hour and then i would burn out and i would wait until the end of the year to show myself some self love and book a holiday or you know have a break but what i found was that there was merit in building in and carving out time to self care on a daily basis on a weekly basis and on a monthly basis and i'll talk about the details of that in a different episode but Even just like carving out time to have a lunch break can be a form of self-care or carving out time to do a meditation in the middle of the day or going for a walk around the block in your lunch break. Like All of these little things are things that you can do on a day-to-day basis where you don't actually have to just keep operating at this high level and you can actually just take out a little bit of spaciousness for yourself in the day and that's a form of bringing self-care into your day and then maybe once a week whether it's an hour whether it's half a day whether it's a full day whether it's the full weekend where you're like hmm what do I actually want to do right now like what do you what what is calling me? What is What am I craving right now? What does my body need? What does my mind need? But what does my soul need right now? And doing more of that place from a place of knowingness rather than a place of having to tick a box and say that you self-cared over the weekend. So that is number four. Number five, which is related to what I said at the start of this episode, is to conduct a digital detox. And the reason why I touched on it in the intro of this episode that I said I was going to talk about this more in the episode is because the reason why this episode came to me yesterday was because I was in a digital detox and I had not looked at my phone all day yesterday being Sunday. And because I was not on my phone, because I had not logged into social media, I had not looked into my emails, I had not been on YouTube, like I did nothing other than like my morning routine. And then my phone was away and I did not plug into my phone until 5 45 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. I went the entire day off my phone. And because of that, I had so much spaciousness in my day to contemplate ideas, to think, to strategize, to like be with myself, be, well, I was with my husband, but like be with myself, with my thoughts, without being infiltrated by other forces and things of that nature. And as a result of the spaciousness that I created, I had the idea for today's episode downloaded to me where it was like, I wasn't looking at anything else. I wasn't copying anything else, but it just came to me that, oh, I should record this episode and I'm going to call it 10 ways to positively improve the quality of your life. And the next morning, I'm recording it. The same thing has happened to me with programs that I've delivered where I've taken so much spaciousness out on a Sunday without my phone, without technology. And I've had an idea for an entire program downloaded to me within two minutes. And downloaded means like it's come through me. So it's not through looking at someone else. It's like I actually had this unique idea come to me through my own thoughts, through my own contemplation, through my own spaciousness. So having this digital detox has been something that I have been practicing more and more of because I realize just how good I feel afterwards. And so there's a few different ways that I practice a digital detox. The first one is in the morning, I do not check my phone until after I have completed my morning routine. So that includes my, you know, making the bed, meditating doing my gratitude, going to the gym, working out, going for my walk. Then after I've completed my morning routine, will I check into my messages, emails, social media? The exception is that I use my phone to do my Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation every morning. So that is the exception. Other than that, I'm not on my phone. So that's something that I do on a daily basis. But then I also try to put my phone away when I am doing deep work as well. But then I also found I layered in this thing on Sundays to actually put my phone away between the hours of 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. And what I found was that so much clarity was coming to me. So many ideas were coming through for me. I had so much time and spaciousness to contemplate my own thoughts without it being infiltrated by external forces that my my best work and my best ideas that I could execute on throughout the week would come through this time away from my phone. And so much so that on a day like yesterday, I completed my morning routine and then I was like, I didn't even feel like looking at my messages, emails, or social media. And I didn't look at any one of those things until 5.45 in the afternoon. And I felt Amazing. And then because I know now how good that makes me feel, it's something that I want to practice more and more and more. And I truly believe that putting our devices away and having some form of a digital detox does improve the quality and experience of our life because we're able to become more present in our life and we're able to really be exactly where we are. And if we can practice this one day a week, even if you start with one hour a week is all you can commit to, do it because you are going to feel so good and that hour will extend to two hours, will extend to half a day, might extend to a full day. And it just makes you feel so good that you're actually living in your life and you're actually present In your life and that there's one day of the week or this one time of the week that you know that all of your devices are put away and you just get to enjoy the experience of your life and you just get to enjoy the presence and the company of the people that you're with and that is a truly beautiful thing. So number five is a digital detox. I want you to own your ambition, get the right support, and learn how to level up your life. But how do you harness that ambition, find the right support, and learn how to level up without the overwhelm, having to do it all alone, and with limited bandwidth? Introducing the up-level experience my community of women owning their power, doing life together and learning how to level up with a combination of live virtual sessions, masterclasses, hot seat coaching, guest speakers, community access and so much more. Take your personal finances, health and relationships to the next level. Get exclusive access, resources and connections. Learn the tools, tactics and strategies that work for you and experience it whenever and wherever you are. I love seeing the transformation already taking place, like the feedback in this email. It's put a spotlight on the areas where I'm self-sabotaging and also playing small. I'm becoming much more clear on the steps I need to take to get to the level I want to be, but not getting overwhelmed by the steps ahead of me like I would have in the past or this DM I received. The up-level experience has enabled me to step into my personal power and become a high-worth, high-value woman. I've learned to get up and move no matter what. I've been prepared to make big shifts in my life, which I previously would have felt overwhelmed by. So in love with the energy inside this container. Is it time to invest in yourself and step up a level in life? I want to help you do just that. And that's why as a Boston Hills listener, you'll receive a VIP upgrade on sign up, which includes a 60 minute one-on-one call with yours truly valued at $555. Places are limited. So for more information on how to join, click the link in the episode show notes. It's your time to shine with the up-level experience. The sixth way to positively improve the quality of your life is to find joy in the small things. I really feel like I have cracked the code to living a fulfilling beautiful incredible life and i really believe that a lot of life is actually just the small things the small moments it's in you know the the barista making my perfectly curated velvety cup of coffee just the way i like it first thing in the morning it is the sun the feeling of sun sitting on my face as I watch the sun rise and the first cracks of the sun open up at the beginning of the day. It is like a moment of the day where I'm like with someone I love and we're like belly laughing, like really like belly laughing, like hysterical. There's like tears running down my face. Like I'm just like in so much laughter and so much joy in that moment. It's like the moment that I get to spend with like cherished people in my life. It's, you know, being able to go to my favorite patisserie in Sydney and eating the most beautiful, you know, crispy on the outside, buttery soft on the inside croissant and having a coffee and sitting in the sunshine by the water and just being like, this cost me $12. When I said most things in this episode are free, it's like the most I'm talking about is like $12. And um, and being able to like really just be like, this is life. This is living. It's like not me thinking about the next thing. It's not me worrying about all the things that I haven't done, but it's actually just being able to sit and enjoy and Embrace the moment and save the moment. And it's like, it's in those little things that the most amount of joy comes to me. And I feel like when you can appreciate the small things, that's when you can really create a healthy relationship with the big things as well. Because I will tell you this much if you cannot appreciate and find joy in the small things, you're not going to find joy in the big ones either. Because once the, the, Initial excitement of having the new car or the new house or the new bag or the new watch or whatever wears off, it doesn't bring you that same amount of joy as it did when you first got it. It's like a momentary thing. And so, how do we actually build this muscle and this capacity in our life to really look for the joy in the small moments? Because you know, well, you learn that they are the big things. And that is truly like the secret source to finding so much joy and fulfillment in our lives. The seventh way to positively improve the quality of, of your life is to just do more of what you love. spend more time with people that you love, do more of the activities, go to more of the events, the master classes, the courses, the programs, the you know, whatever that brought you the most amount of joy and do less of the things that don't light you up. Do less of the things, hang out less with the people that you don't enjoy hanging out with. And one of the best exercises that I have done around this was actually through Tim Ferriss, where you conduct this year in review and you actually look at your calendar and you look at your, you know, your camera roll for the, um, And be like, out of all of the things that I did this year, what people, experiences, and things brought me the most amount of joy? And how can I make sure that I'm taking a mental note of those things and actually writing them down on the form of a to-do list and plugging those things back into my calendar? And so like when I looked at, you know, some of the things that brought me joy in my year, it was certain events that I'd gone to. It was, you know, my gym class, it was training with my boxing coach. It was, you know, certain like places that I had visited. And then I was like, these things literally made me bring tears to my eyes because I was so grateful to be there. And how can I bring more of the good things into my life? How can I do more of the things that light me up? You know, when I'm running my master classes and my programs, it's like my up level experience. I'm like, I'm obsessed with it. It's like, I could literally do that all day, every day because I love it so much. And so like more of the things that I love, how can you create more and bring in more of the things that you love to do, more of the things that light you up, more of the things that bring you joy, fulfillment, passion into your life? And it sounds really simple, but it's something that is so easily overlooked. If we don't take a moment to reflect back on what are the things that I love to do and how can I build these things into my calendar, into my schedule? Because if I don't, then I'm just going to be, you know, at everybody else's demise and I'm going to fall into somebody else's plan and I've got to make time for me in my own plan and i've got to make time for me in my schedule and the thing is sometimes like i've noticed this a little bit like sometimes people get a little bit prickly with me when i say things like you know like how to actually master your time and they'll be like oh yeah that's great for single people i literally got this comment last night on like a tiktok video when when i posted one of my reels to tiktok and then someone was like yeah, that sounds nice, but you know, that only works to single people. And I'm like, number one, I'm not a single person. Number two, I have clients who have families who've got young children and embody these practices. Number three, if you have time to be on TikTok commenting on other people's videos that you don't even follow, that you don't even know, then you have time to like carve out something for yourself. So, These are all just lies that we tell ourselves. And so, actually, creating time to do more of what you love to do is something that you can only do for yourself. So, do you love yourself enough to choose yourself enough to put yourself in your own calendar in your own life? Because if you're not even creating time for yourself, then you're just, who are you living for? You know, and there's got to be an aspect of your life in my opinion, a big aspect of your life that you're actually living for yourself. Even if you are a parent, you were still a person before you became a parent. So how can you maintain your identity and make sure that you're treating yourself like an important person in your life? Because that is signaling and role modeling to your children that you matter and that they matter in their own lives as well. So- This might be a bit prickly for some, but this is just my perspective on it. Number seven is to slow down. Slow down. So many of us, our lives are just passing us by and we are like a bystander in our own life and we are just rushing from one thing to the next thing to the next thing. And what I have learned is that life is in the moment and if you don't savor the moment and if you don't slow down, then the moment will pass you by and then the week will pass you by and then you'll be like, where did that year go and where did that decade go? And then you'll get to the end of your life and be like, where did my life go? And that is a really, really sad reality to come to terms with, but it's true. So actually slowing down so that we find joy in the moment, so that we're present in the moment, so that we're not missing the moment, but also that we're not just like filling our schedules up with a whole bunch of stuff to feel like we're busy, so that we feel like we're important, to feel like we matter. You matter just because you are. You were born worthy and nothing has ever changed that. You were born worthy and you're still worthy today. And what you do does not make you more worthy. It's actually just you are worthy. You were born worthy and you are worthy and you've always been enough. And so, filling up your schedule and running around like a ping pong ball, bouncing around in your life and running from thing to thing is not it. And I can speak to this because I used to live like that. I used to fill up my schedule with so much stuff. And it was all about achieve, 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 do, do, do. But then there was no part of it that I was actually slowing down and appreciating it. And don't get me wrong, I do believe that there's different phases in our life that demand different things of us. And I certainly made a lot of sacrifices, especially in my 20s, to get ahead, in inverted commas. And I did what I needed to do. But I learned that there's a better way. And I learned that my self-worth and my value is not based on how many hours I work, but it's actually about the quality and the value of what I do in the hours that I do work. Um, So slowing down is a key to unlocking so much joy and fulfillment and happiness and really being able to save um, the moments of your life because this is your life and nothing is ever fully guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. And so life really is so precious. And so we do have to take a moment to really remind ourselves to slow down and to be in it and to really experience it and to feel it and to embody it. And just to remind ourselves that it is precious and we we do need to take these moments to really take it all in. So slowing down is a big one number eight a sure way to improve the quality of your life is by surrounding yourself by the right people and as i touched on tony robbins quote earlier the quality of your life is determined by the quality of the relationships with the people in your life and so taking a moment sometimes to look around and being like, are the people around me actually supporting me at my higher self? Are they happy for me? Are they creating more positivity, more joy, more love, more support in my life? Or are they taking away from that? And are they imposing their limiting beliefs and their projections and, and placing their limitations onto me? And chipping away at my self-worth and saying, no, you can't do that. Ugh, who do you think you are to do that? What do you think you're doing posting that? You know, and so actually taking stock take to be like, are the people around me, are the people that I'm spending the most amount of time with, are they contributing towards the kind of person I want to become? Or are they chipping away at it? And and are they making me question? why i'm doing what i'm doing and are they critical and are they you know projecting their limitations onto me and so we have a responsibility for checking the energy that we bring into a space but we also have a responsibility for allowing that energy into our space as well and this is again going to be a little bit of a prickly one, which sometimes I'm reluctant to talk about these things on the podcast because I mean, I know I have the most beautiful community, but like I never know who else could be listening and, um, and it could trigger some people. But like, really, it's like, I believe irrespective of who you are, even if you are family, if you are toxic, then I've got no space for you in my life. And there's certain rules of engagement of if you want to be someone who is part of my life, then I you cannot be a toxic person and expect to have a room in, in my life. You cannot disrespect me and expect me to have space for you in my life. I'm just not. Even if you are family, even if I've known you for decades, It doesn't matter. And it's like, I will always have a conversation with the person first, and I will tell them what my expectations are. And up to, and up, if I keep allowing it and enabling it. To continue, then that's on me. And so that's what I mean in terms of I've got the responsibility for what energy I bring into a room or a relationship or into a container. But then equally, I've got responsible for what I allow and what I enable in my space. And frankly, I don't enable any of that anymore. And most of the people in my life are incredible and are beautiful and are positive and are joyful and a supportive. And I just like, tell me more, like, yes, like, this is amazing. Of course this happened for you. But, you know, there's been one or two or three or four that have not been like that. And I'm like, okay, well, I told you what my expectations were. And now, unfortunately, there's just no place for this in my life. So you choose, play by the rules, be respectful towards me or don't be in my life. The choice is yours. And so, really, the role that the relationships and the people that we have around us is enormous. And it can either make us believe in ourselves more, support us, you know, value us, or it can have the reverse effect. And so, if you want to change the quality of your life, then you do need to look at your relationship with yourself and the relationship that you have with the people around you and who are you allowing to infiltrate in your space because that is a huge way of changing the quality and experience of your life. Number nine is to uncover your purpose. Now, this is a really big one, but it is so important when we're talking about the quality of our life. Like, if you study these, you know, people that have lived long, quality lives, one of the things that they have, one of the things that they have embodied, is some kind of purpose in their life, something that has be, been bigger than themselves that they have committed to working on or or learning about or pursuing and so the way that I have been able to sustain so much energy in my life is through a few things you know through my routine but also through doing the purposeful work that feels like my calling in this lifetime it's like I was born to do this work and I'm doing the work that I was born to do and I can do this work I would do this work for free I I used to do this work for free until I realized that I needed to change it into a profitable business model so that I could keep doing it and I could make it my full-time thing and I could invest in it it, and I could hire people to help me build it, and and work on it, and you know make it bigger, and you know make it this big impact in the world that I believe that I was here to do. And um, you can't do that when you don't know what your purpose is. And so I'm not saying this and bringing this into this episode as a means of stressing anybody out. But if you do not know what it is. It's something for you to uncover and to explore and to get really curious about. And maybe it's working with a coach, or maybe it's coming into a program where you can really help to understand and uncover what that is. And a lot of my programs and the work that I teach is centered around purpose because it's like if you don't know why you're doing anything well, then how are you going to make the most of it? How are you going to really embody it if it's not connected to your purpose and to why you want to do it and why this matters to you and why this is important? And so uncovering your purpose is something that I see as being a personal responsibility that every single one of us on this planet has got a job to do. We're all here for a certain reason and it's our job to Work out what that is. And when you do work out what that is and you get to do the purposeful work, the quality of your life is inevitably going to improve because you are so lit up by what you're doing. And all of a sudden, all of it connects and all of it makes sense. And it's just extraordinary. And you're lit up by it. And you're in a state of flow where you can just do this for hours and hours and hours and hours. And it feels like no time has passed and you would do it even for free just because you love it, because you embody it, because you're all about it. And so finding out your purpose is a way of improving the quality of your life significantly. And so that's something to really start thinking about. If you haven't quite worked that out, don't stress about it. It takes Different times, it takes people different processes, different ways, different periods of our life. But at some point, I do believe that we each have an obligation to work that out. And the tenth way, tenth and final way that I had to share today on 10 ways to positively improve the quality of your life is to start living your life in hindsight. This is such a powerful tool of understanding the kind of life that you want to live and what you would do in the power of hindsight. Because so many of us look back and be like, oh, if I knew better, if I did better, but what if we actually said, how would I feel at the end of this year if I lived this year in hindsight? If I actually made the most of the quality and experience of my life, what would I be doing? What would I be signing up for? What would I be committing to? Who would I be talking to? Like, what would I be making happen? And that is a really powerful way of being able to do the things that you know are going to make sure that you have the most extraordinary six months ahead. And so you can do this in a year. You can do this in 10 years. How would I want to feel in the next decade if I looked back and I lived at an extraordinary decade? And I've used this at multiple times throughout the course of my life as a really powerful means of really amplifying what really matters to me and what lights me up and how I want to live my life and who I want to reach out to and what I want to collaborate on and what program I want to bring to life and like doing all of those things now rather than waiting for the time to pass because it's going to pass anyway. And I'm like, I'd rather do the thing that lights me up, that makes me feel proud of me. And so this is something that I really wanted to include as part of this conversation because I think when you start to reframe your thoughts and reframe your patterns, it can really help to improve the experience and the quality of your life and so that's a really really powerful thing to do and so just to summarize the 10 ways to positively improve the experience of your life is number one to create and instill solid and consistent routines in your life number two is to practice gratitude number three is to find ways to romanticize your life Number four is to practice self-care. Number five is to create and instill a regular digital detox. Number six is to find joy in the small things. Number seven is to do more of what you love. Number eight is to slow down. Number nine is to surround yourself with the right people. Number 10 is to find your purpose. And also the bonus, I think I may have stuffed up the numbers, but that's okay. I think there might've been 11. We'll add this as a bonus to live your life with the power of hindsight. And so I really hope that you enjoyed this episode and that it's given you something to really think about in terms of what you can do. And like I said, most of these things are free or cost little to nothing to do. And so if you do not have the right kinds of people, if you don't have the right resources. There are so many tools and so many programs and containers that I have where we start to normalize these kinds of conversations. And so whether it's coming into the up-level experience, my signature membership program where We look at elevating the experience of our life and the quality of our life and the kind of person that we become and becoming this high worth, high value individual and dialing up, you know, the the, turning up the dial like 15 notches and having this new standard to calibrate to, or whether specifically routines is your thing, and if so, boss routines is an incredible program, my signature program, where you can actually learn how to actually curate elite level routines and that you actually stick to that actually work for you. And as a result, the experience, the quality of your life skyrockets. And so I will put the link for these programs in the show notes if you have any questions at all, you can reach out to us via hello at laranacessian.com. You can DM me on Instagram at lara underscore underscore. And if you did love this episode, if you took something away from it that you want to apply to your life, or even if you just want to do a little share on your socials and tag me so I can share them to my page, where you're listening to this episode, what you're doing when you're listening to this episode, what you took away from it. It brings me so much joy to see all of that. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you so much. I hope that you have found this episode incredibly inspirational and useful in how you can just really take these little things in your life and start to apply them because they are going to become part of your identity and part of who you are and you're going to notice the quality of your life starts to shift when you actually embody these kinds of practices so I love you all so much and I will be back soon with another episode of the podcast take care everyone and bye for now thank you so much for listening to another episode of the boss in heels podcast be sure to visit bossinheels.com for a ton of information resources and articles on all things career and personal development and subscribe to this podcast for all future episodes